the enemy is real. He walks around seeking whom he may devour, and he is after our marriages. In the previous episodes, we've learned all about Satan and his tactics and the armor that God has given us to protect us against his attacks. We've also talked about why he's after our marriages and wants them to fail. Today, we're looking at the one weapon that God has given us to fight back with, as well as a commandment and a warning that he gives us to help us in our battle. Join me as we finish up this series today. Let's get started. Welcome to the Faith Lived Out podcast. Are you wanting a loving Christian marriage but are unsure what that looks like or how to get it? Do you have fears about becoming a submissive wife, afraid that you'll lose your identity or become a doormat? Do you have thoughts that maybe you're doing this whole wife and marriage thing all wrong and you want to know how to do it right, to stop worrying all the time and to learn how to truly put your faith and trust in the Lord? Hey girl, I'm Nancy Adamson, wife, mom, and Grammy to seven sweet babies, Christian mentor, Bible teacher, speaker, and women's ministry leader. I see you and I get you because I've been there, and I'm here to share with you what God has taught me on how to have a loving biblical marriage and what the true meaning of being a submissive wife really looks like. We'll also chat about how to find wisdom and truth for life's challenging questions in His Word, how to apply God's truth to our lives, and to put the cares and concerns that are on your heart safely in the Father's hands. So if you're ready to learn how to live out your faith every day and follow the amazing plan that God has for your marriage, grab your coffee, pull up a chair next to mine, and let's get started. We've made it, ladies, to our final episode of learning who the real enemy is in our marriages and how to fight back. If you have been with me throughout this entire series, thank you. I know that it has been long, but hopefully you have felt that it is worth it to really go through and to dig into what our armor of God looks like and how to use it. So if you've been with me throughout these last three episodes, you know that the real enemy is Satan that we need to be sober and vigilant, looking for his attacks, that we have been given the armor of God to protect us against the enemy's tactics. We've learned that the enemy is subtle. He's cunning and relentless, seeking any crack in our armor to feed us lies and to draw us away from God and his truth. We've looked at each piece of our armor found in Ephesians chapter 6, and we now know how to use them, that we are to gird our waist with God's truth and wear the breastplate of righteousness in keeping ourselves above reproach, to shod our feet with the gospel of peace so that we can have calmness and peace which surpasses all understanding in the midst of the chaos, to take up that shield of faith that quenches the fiery darts when they are thrown at us, and to be renewed in our minds in our helmet of salvation. If you haven't listened to the first three episodes, then I recommend that you just stop right here and go back and listen to them. Learn about the enemy that you are fighting in your marriage. Learn about the armor of God, what he has given you to fight back and how to use that armor to protect yourself, to protect your husband and to fight back for your marriage. It makes 
all the difference in the world. So go and listen to episodes 38 through 40, and then meet us right back here. Today, we're going to start with, um, I just want to remind you of Ephesians 6 verses 14 through 18, which is what we've been studying over this series. And it says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one and take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to these end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So we have finally come to the one weapon that we have to fight back. And that is the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. In this, we take our example from Jesus himself. So if we look in the book of Matthew, it shares with us the account of when Jesus was tempted by Satan. And take note as to how Jesus uses the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, to fight back each attack. So starting in Matthew 4, verse 1, we read, Then Jesus was led up by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward, he was hungry. Now, when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple, and said to him, If you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. And Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give to you if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. So see, each time that Satan tried to tempt Jesus, Jesus quoted God's word back to him and shut him up. And notice that the enemy knows the word of God. I mean, he even tried to use it against Jesus and to take it out of of context, which is what he does with us all the time. And he did it when he says, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands, they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against against the stone. This is scripture. And Satan is trying to take it out of context and to use it to get Jesus to sin and to do the wrong thing. And he does it with us all the time. And he will say to us, oh, hey, you can do it because of look at this scripture or look at that scripture or look what this says. And he'll change it just enough to make us recognize it and to think that maybe it's truth when it isn't. So let's look at an example that happens in our own lives, probably on a regular basis. When we are tempted and enticed by sin, sometimes that same sin over and over again, it can seem overwhelming. 
And the enemy will remind us that we'll all have sinned and they fall short of the glory of God, that we have this sinful nature that we can't fight. There's no way out. So we might as well just give into it and just ask for forgiveness later. I fell prey to this line of thinking so many times until I learned to fight back with scripture. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, I learned that no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but that God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. With each temptation that we are given, we are promised a way of escape. And so once I knew that, once I knew that promise and that I didn't have to be helpless in fighting this, I didn't feel that there was no use in trying to fight it. I didn't feel that there was no hope or that there was no way out. God had promised me that he had made a way of escape. All I needed to do was to take it. From then on, when I was tempted by the same sin that has always gotten me in the past, I quoted this scripture and I was free. The temptation left me and the enemy fled. I'm hardly ever tempted by this sin anymore. And when I am, it's pretty easy to dismiss it because I know, I know that God is faithful and that it's just a lie that the enemy is trying to tell me. Hebrews 4.12 tells us this, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. The word of God is powerful. It's a powerful weapon against the enemy and the only one that we need to fight his attacks. As we replace the lies that Satan tells us with the truth of God's word, when we stand on that truth and believe, the enemy flees. He has no power whatsoever against God. Remember the demons that Jesus encountered in the man when we threw those demons into the pigs? how they knew who Jesus is, how they worshiped him, how they called him the son of the most high God and begged him not to throw them out of the country, but into those pigs that were nearby. Jesus is the word. It is God breathed. So when the enemy encounters it, he knows that he is no match for it and he flees. James 4, 7 gives us this promise. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. With our armor and our sword, we are also given a command and a warning. The command is this, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit. Make no mistake, the enemy is powerful. He's cunning and he is relentless. We cannot fight him on our own. We must continually be in prayer, relying on God's strength and power to fight back. Everything that we have to protect ourselves and to fight the enemy comes from the Lord. We have nothing. We have no power. We have no armor or sword. We absolutely cannot fight against him in and of ourselves. It all comes from God. And therefore, we must be in prayer seeking God's strength and his wisdom and for God to fight the battle. When you encounter the enemy trying to make you have fears or anxieties, causing problems in your marriage or doubts about God, pray for God's word over your life. Go to the scriptures, find the promises or the truths that you need to know to combat what the enemy is telling you 
or what he is trying to make you feel or to make you believe. Just stop wherever you are, whatever you are doing, and pray these promises. Pray God's word over your life, filling your heart with the truth of his word, and the enemy will flee. Oftentimes when I am discouraged or I feel those little annoying, nagging things from the enemy, then I will simply put on Mercy Me Radio on Pandora. And because I am filling my thoughts and my mind with truth from God's word that is through those songs, then the enemy does flee and it completely changes my attitude. Lastly, we are given the following warning. And that is to be watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. So we are warned to be watchful, or as we read before, to be sober and vigilant, to be looking for the areas where the enemy is trying to attack. We cannot pretend that he doesn't exist or that if we don't think about him, that he's going to leave us alone. He certainly will not. And honestly, when we are pursuing Christ, when we are living for him and working to be the godly wife that he has called us to be, when we are doing ministry for the Lord or serving him in some way, the enemy is going to come and attack. You can be sure of it. This is one of the ways that you know that you're on the right track and that you're doing the right thing is because the enemy is there and he's trying to stop you or to discourage you. Don't let him win. If you are watching, you can often see where the enemy is attacking, what it is that he's trying to do. You will be able to detect his secret plans before the attack completely unfolds and sabotage his efforts to deceive and disable you. Like what I shared with you in that the enemy tries to make me believe when I'm washing dishes. There are many instances like this in thoughts of, You know, why does my husband do this like he does? And I think that he should do it this way. And and I just don't get it. And most of the time it's over stupid stuff that really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things like trash bags. Like why does he close up the trash bag where I can't put anything in it, but he doesn't take it out and put a new one in? Like where am I supposed to put the trash? Just silly things like that and things in, you know, hanging up his clothes and where he puts his hanger or, you know, where he parks the Jeep or whatever, or, you know, things like he'll leave the room and he's still talking to me like I can hear him. Like, what's up with that? Like, why does he think that I can still hear him? They're all silly things and all stupid things where the enemy will go, well, why does he do that? Why can't he understand that you can't hear him? And like, that's just silly. And try to make me, you know, get into an argument with him or something. And I just have to let it go. It's like, who cares? You know, if the trash bag's in my way, I can move the trash bag out of the way and put my own bag in. Or I can set the trash on the counter until he decides to take the trash out. Like, whatever it is. But these are not things that are worth fighting over. They're not worth even bringing up to him. They're not worth any of the breath that it would take to discuss it with him. And, and that's where I go. You know, when those kind of thoughts come in, it's like, Satan, go away because these things are not worth the trouble. In my church, our ladies Bible study, it took a break for the summer and then it picks back up again in the fall. And as I have been preparing for this Bible study meeting, the enemy has been poking at me and prodding at me with all these little kinds of things all day. 
all things that were going wrong, that I was super annoyed with, and, and just one of those bad days. I knew exactly what was happening and why and what was going on because it's happened before. So I did exactly what I told you that I do is I finally put on my Mercy Me radio on Pandora and just started filling my heart with God's truth and worshiping him in song. And before you know it, yep, the enemy is gone. And what happened to that day, you know, the things that happened, the things that annoyed me, they didn't matter anymore. My heart was now filled with joy, joy to serve God and to be with these ladies in the Bible study, which I so enjoy. So ladies, be mindful that the enemy is real. He wants to cause problems in your marriage, to bring discontentment, division, and to cause you to distrust your husband, to distrust God. Recognize his attacks. Put on your armor, all of it, every single day. Not trying to fight him in your own strength, but with God's truth girded around your waist, giving you that strong core, wearing the breastplate of righteousness and keeping yourself above reproach. Shotting your feet with the gospel of peace so that you can have calmness and peace which surpasses all understanding, even in the midst of the difficulties and the chaos. Hold up your shield of faith that quenches those fiery darts when they are thrown at you and be renewed in the spirit of your mind as you wear the helmet of salvation. Wield your sword, which is the word of God, fighting against Satan's lies and his deception with the truth. Ladies, be watchful and praying in the spirit with all perseverance, knowing that if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, O Lord, you are a mighty, mighty God. You have created us. You have created the earth. You even have created the angels, Lord. You have created everything. And Lord, you have power over them. You have power over the angels that follow you, and you have power over Satan and the angels that follow him. And Lord, with you, we are mighty. Thank you for the armor that you have given us to protect us against the enemy. Thank you for your sword, Lord, for the truth of your word that we can use to fight this battle. Thank you, Lord, that we do not fight this battle alone, but that we fight it with you. We fight it with your power and your wisdom and your truth, Lord. And when we do this, the enemy flees. Lord, I pray over each woman. I pray over her marriage. I pray over her life. I pray over her individual relationship with you, Lord, that you would bind up the powers of the enemy, that you would cause him to flee, that you would open up the doors of communication, of prayer, of faith, Lord, for these women to have fellowship with you, with no hindrances, with the enemy not around trying to discourage them and to cause them difficulties, Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray, Lord, that you are with each and every one of them, that they pick up their armor, Lord, and they fight back, that they fight back for their marriages, that they fight back for their holiness with you, for their relationship with you, for that time that they want to spend with you, Lord and that you would keep the enemy from discouraging them. Lord, I pray over these marriages that you would be at the center and that the enemy would flee. And I ask these things in your precious heavenly name, Lord. Amen. Mm-hmm. 
thank you so much for listening today. I pray that God has used this episode to bless and inspire you to live out your faith in Him. If it has, please do me a huge favor by leaving a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know if you like the show and you will be helping others to find this podcast and be lifted up by the Word of God. Is there someone who came to mind while you were listening today and you said, Ooh, she needs to hear this. Well, then send her the link so she can be encouraged too. Are you in the Dallas area and looking for a fresh new speaker to add excitement to your next luncheon, women's retreat, or other women's event? Then drop me a note at nancy at faithlivedout.com and let's chat about it. That's nancy, N-A-N-C-I, at faithlivedout.com. I would love to come and meet with you and the ladies in your group. You're also welcome to visit the website at faithlivedout.com for more information, blog posts, journaling ideas, and free printables. Or become a part of our little community of believers by joining the Faith Lived Out community group on Facebook, where you can join together with other faith-led wives and moms just like you. Links to these areas and the scripture references used in today's episode are in the show notes. Ladies, thank you again for listening today, and know that I am praying for God to be with you as you learn to trust in Him more and to live out your faith every day. God bless you, and see you on the next episode.